We're good? Awesome. All right, everybody, welcome to At Large Big 48 Minutes College Basketball Podcast. It is Crosstown Shootout Week. It is. It's a huge, huge week. And who better could I have by my side than my man, Brad Redford? Thank you for that introduction. And Tim, I actually I can't think of anyone better. So if you're watching right now and you can think of somebody, go ahead and comment, and then I'll go ahead and comment later. But Tim, I'm excited to be here to talk college hoops. Yeah, so we're going to talk some college hoops. We're going to do a little Crosstown. For those who listen or listen to the podcast, we're going to cut this a little bit. Um, so we'll have Crosstown go up Saturday. We'll have a radio show on Friday. And also, we are at wonderful Sports Ball Sorts here in Florence, Kentucky. Um, they just told me to basically promote this, and they wouldn't charge me. There we go. So, well, and I was able to get a few shots up before going yeah. out the air, so I feel a lot more comfortable that I was able to get some jump shots out there. You don't know what's bullshit? Shooting around with Brad Redford. That's uh, bullshit. I, Tim, I'm not good at a lot of things, but when it comes to shooting the basketball, I'm pretty talented. Yeah, you're, you're really good at that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, we haven't done a show since Feast Week, and obviously it started at Allison Charles for the Classic. Um, saw some guys really jump out, some talent there, and then we had Maui, we had Atlantis. We saw some teams really build their stock. Uh, what really jumped out to you from Feast Week? Oh man, well, so when you sent me the schedule, I'm like going through it, and I realize that I only put like Big Ten teams down. I, I mean, for whatever reason, must be a Michigan thing. I mean, that was the thing, and that's my first team. I mean, it was Michigan. I mean, to go from unranked to number four in the country, and what they did in Atlantis. I mean, that was so impressive. I know last night they lost to Louisville at Louisville, just didn't shoot the basketball very well at all. But, man, you have to love what Juwan Howard's doing right now as a first-year head coach. Right, yeah. Xavier Simpson is a friggin' maestro. He's a stud. And John Teske is all-world right now. So he can do it in the low post. He can step out to the three-point land. So Michigan, that was the first team that I thought about. Yeah, they. I mean, obviously they jumped out. Starting with the North Carolina win on Thanksgiving, just wrecking them, basically. Um, North Carolina, it seems like it was very, like, if Cole Anthony wasn't doing something, the team wasn't responding yep. well. And then the next day, obviously, the Gonzaga game where they just yeah. basically, like, played really well against them, a Gonzaga team that's really talented this year. So they were definitely the winners of Feast Week to me, too, so I agree about that. Yeah, but, man, that schedule to go from Atlantis and playing against three really right. good teams, yeah. and then you fly back. And, I mean, I don't even know if they went to Ann Arbor, if they went straight to Louisville. Yeah, that's probably a good but, question. But, that, I mean, that schedule is ridiculous. So I, I was kind of expecting them to struggle a little bit against Louisville. Yeah. Um, and that was another team that I, I wrote down. I mean, you have to love what they're doing. Oh, they're um, awesome. Coach Mack obviously does a fantastic job. And, and we talked about Jordan Nora a little bit off air, but he, he's a special special talent he I think right now is the Nate Smith winner if I had to pick one this early in the season you know nine ten games in for every team in the country I think he's the one's kind of really making the biggest case Cole Anthony for a while I thought had it but mm-hmm. he's kind of dozed off a little bit they just had the loss to Ohio State yesterday um, and the Michigan loss obviously yep. but yeah Nora's been the man um, so he's been huge for this Louisville team I think they're the best team in the country I think they're the most complete team in the country so I, I'm definitely a big fan of them um, Maui Dayton yeah, Obi yeah. Toppin. I mean, what more can we say about what he's done to make his name for himself? Pretty crazy. Like, kind. Of, I mean, I people within college basketball, I think, were aware of Obi Toppin um, and had like an idea that he was probably going to be an NBA player down the line. But Maui has a way of jumping people like the Maui bump, as yeah, Mark Titus yeah, calls in, it, into, into the public eye. And Obi Toppin is a guy. If you're a college basketball fan and Dayton's playing a game, like you're checking his stat score. Uh, but, I mean, what, 6'9", 220, sophomore. His background story is pretty crazy, but he's, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, he can step out to three. 
He played. I was telling me the other day about I was interviewing for my article, and yeah. he was talking about he's like every time Two Holloway went to the free throw line, I knew they were in. So like, and Obi kind of like has that swagger, has that mm -hmm. New York style mindset that put your head down and get to the rim. If you can't get, if I can't get to the rim, I'm gonna pull up on you. And Maui, like, it was it was great for him that Maui was the situation where he could finally show the world, like, I'm here, I can play. Yeah, yeah. When I was reading his backstory, I don't know how much a little bit, you yeah. looked into it, but it, I, I think he grew, like, six or seven inches from junior to senior year. Wasn't highly recruited at all at a high school. Ended up having to go to prep school. And I know he had some family situations. I mean, I read one article where it said his dad was, like, uh, indicted for murder. I, I don't know yeah, if he was ever crazy. charged for it. But, I mean, his story and... Um, it sounds like he's just a solid kid and got a great work ethic. And as much as I, I hate to say it, I, I did enjoy watching Dayton play, and I'm kind of an Obi Toppin fan. I'm, I am for sure. Weirdly, yeah. yeah. I know, like, the A-10 Xavier-Dayton rivalry is still a big thing, but I wish they'd play that game still, honestly. I do, too. I mean, outside of the shootout, which is going on on Saturday, that Xavier-Dayton game was a special game. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. And Every as, year. And as a former player, and uh, we usually got to play Dayton two times. So you'd yeah. get them at Cintas, and then we'd play at UD Arena. And, uh, man, UD Arena is insane. It's sweet. Have you ever been to a game there? I have, yes. Right. So I'm planning on actually going up. I have a free night the 17th. Um, I don't know who they're playing necessarily, but I'm going to try to get up for that just because I haven't been there in a long time. I want to see Toppin play. And I have some friends who are going up to the game also. So. Well, it doesn't matter who Dayton is playing. There's not a whole lot going on in Dayton, so the whole city will, will be there. Oh, it's fun. You know? <laughs> and really, I mean, Dayton really sh probably should have won that Kansas game. I mean, they had so many chances. They took it to overtime. It was it was pretty nuts. Well, what, I think they had an eight-point lead with about five or six minutes to go, and they just went cold. And Kansas yeah. is a good team. Yeah, you can't have right. those. You can't get cold against Kansas down the stretch. Well, and Azubuki's a freak. Dude, he's so good. I mean, he was special in that game uh, towards the end of regulation and then overtime. Azubuki really took over. And the name of the, the guard on their Devin team. Devin Dotson. He was fantastic. Yeah. Mac dude is a one-on-one. -on -one, his speed, um, his ability to get by guys in those situations is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. And, of course, we gotta I got to touch on Charleston a little bit just because it was Kay. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can uh, do that. Man. So the player that I came out of there in love with the most in college basketball is UConn's James Boot Knight. Really? So freshman kid. That was his first time playing. He was suspended for the part of the year, got in a little bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the first game I saw, I saw the second half of the Buffalo game because Xavier played Towson right before. So I got done with media obligations, went over, watched the second half because I wanted to see who Xavier was going to play the next day because it was UConn-Buffalo. And immediately he catches, like, this alley-oop and just throws it down. And I was like, okay you know what i mean like yeah, yeah and then yeah, this uh, kid can go right and he, i think he had like 14 15 points and he only played like 18 minutes and then the next night to play a double overtime game it's your second college basketball game and you play 38 minutes you score 19 points and you take the game to double overtime like he had some swagger to him and like he had some confidence in him that you really see a lot in freshmen when it seemed like the atmosphere in charleston Unbelievable. Was, was really good i mean it, it, i text hey, you yeah and yeah. i was like this is my kansas state game yeah yeah <laughs> you know? so well, that yukon xavier game had to have been nuts crazy and, th and those two uh fan bases seem to be going back and forth that'll be fun when yukon yeah. goes over to the big east it's next year if yeah I so correctly. i actually started because yukon fans started chanting we are big east oh, that's and then all the xavier fans started chanting aac at them so it was it was neat but the Florida game, I think more or less, was just like Florida was just physical and stronger, and Xavier didn't run into that yet this year, so that's why they won the tournament. Andrew Nemhard went, was really hot there mm -hmm. for a minute. Keontae Johnson was huge for them. So Charleston was great. Florida was probably, was definitely the best team in the tournament, and they won it for a reason, but like you know, Xavier had their moments. They what came did back. you like about Florida? What? I 
thought that it was the first time I saw them play complete basketball mm-hmm. because, well, I can't really say that. I thought they were the one team that didn't fall apart at the end through the tournament. You yeah. know what I mean? So, because, yeah. you know, the only the last last bit that like you could tell they retired was in the championship game when when Xavier's making that run and getting back in the game. Yeah. When Quentin Gooden hits those two threes and Paul Scruggs has that open shot, he's wide open. You can actually see my face on ESPN when he takes the shot, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like kind of yeah. have that moment. But I think really more or less, like I wasn't blown away by Kerry Blackshear. Um, Florida kind of similar to like Xavier's very bounce pass dependent into the paint mm-hmm. and. Xavier got in the passing lanes and took that away from him, and he couldn't catch. Yeah. So that really worries me about him at the next level. Yeah, I, I remember the first half. I, I, I watched that uh, second half. I, did, I didn't watch as closely as I did the first half. But they, they really well-coached team defensively. And then on offense, they did a great job of putting Xavier in really difficult ball screen situations, and they got the right matchup every time. I mean, they were getting the one-on-one matchup they wanted. I think out of the 35 points they scored in the first half or whatever it was, like almost – two-thirds of that was on Tyreek Jones or Fremantle with a guard attacking them from the three-point line. Yeah, so uh, I was by Xavier's bench for the for the championship game, and I've seen Travis Steele mad. I've never seen him like that. Yeah. Man, yeah. I heard the I heard the clipboard. Yeah. I heard it hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, I, I, hey, Travis is in year two now, so his leash with his players and his understanding as a head coach of, like, his brand as a head coach, like, it's a big difference. When you're head coach year one, you're still kind of figuring things out, like how you want your brand to be with the guys. And I think, you know, the big step you see with head coaches is year two, year three, and I think you're seeing that with him. Yeah, I agree. Um, a couple other teams I want to touch on real quick before we get to some bad news in college basketball being at Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Ohio State because they're really, really, really making a name for themselves. It's I'm not a Buckeye guy. I know you're not, obviously. Absolutely not. And I actually hate that we have to talk about Ohio State, but we do, unfortunately, because I'm a big Michigan fan. And watching that Ohio State. I appreciate you didn't text me during the Notre Dame game, by the way. Thank you for that. I know what happens when we play Ohio State, and that was terrible. Congrats to my Buckeye friends again and again (laughs) and again. And now i got to watch the Buckeyes be good at hoops, too. Yeah. DJ Carton. Phenomenal. Caleb Weston, the way he's transformed his body. And the way they've blown out Villanova, and then to go into North Carolina, and what was it? I got the score here. 74-47. Man, that didn't even sound like a real score. No. And I know we have to say this because we have some North Carolina fans that listen to the show. We know Armando Bacot got hurt. It didn't matter. It would not have mattered. No. That was a beatdown. Yeah. But Cole Anthony. Is awesome. Getting off the Buckeyes for a second. Cole Anthony is incredible. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen many college point guards that rebound like he does defensively like okay I'm not going to say he's Russell Westbrook by any means but the athleticism really jumps out when you see him there going against guys that are 6'10 six, 6'11 six, six, getting boards like yep. who does he kind of remind you of when you like if you had to think of like someone from the college game well he's got incredible patience and yeah uh, and poise and he he really does allow the game to come to him but he averages over 20 points a game so it's I I can't think of anybody off the top of the head he reminds me of. He, he's a very he's a very unique player. I mean, you can kind of tell that he comes from, um, you know, his dad's Greg Anthony, who right. is a big time NBA player and knows how to handle these moments. So he just seems like a he seems like a kid that like has already been there before. I mean, he just seems very mature. Uh, but I'm really enjoying watching him play. So sorry, I didn't really I didn't really give you an answer on that. No, but, but it's hard to. I can't it's really like... think of anybody. I mean, I. 
because there's times when I watch him and I'm like, you know, and you see the physicality, so you're like, okay, there's a little like John ja Morant in him where it's yeah. like, he's probably not the tallest dude, he's not the strongest dude, but he's gonna like, mm-hmm. the effort is there, the strength is there, the speed's there. Um, he's not as fast as John ja Morant by any means, but no. like the shooting ability, I think he's better now than where Morant was his freshman year. Um, I know Morant ended up obviously being the second pick in the draft. Cole Anthony has that possibility this year, so. Yeah, it, pretty impressive with like how quickly he's like, like demanded the leadership role from his team. Like, yeah. I think it's more than just kind of what he does. I mean, he speaks with the way that he plays, but um, I think North Carolina will improve a lot throughout the year. I mean, they have I talented too. kids, but he's so good that throughout the year that team will get better. Like, he's not – when your best player is also a leader and a guy who's mature, it allows your team to grow so much. When you have a – when your best player is a dick, like, your team's not going to get better and your ceiling's not going to be as high. So, I mean, I, I still have high expectations for North Carolina. I do too. Even though they got beat down at Ohio State. So, I did pick Louisville to win the ACC this year in the preseason. So, that looks like a good pick. Yeah. So far. I don't think that's like a surprise move right now. Um, Not now, no. But I thought, honestly, I did think Carolina would be the second best team in the ACC. I didn't think Duke would be that good. And I know Duke just beat Michigan State pretty bad. But And I know, I'm not going to like yell at, get mad at them for the Stephen F. Austin game. Yes, they should have won. Yes, they're significantly <laughs> better. And the way they lost was ridiculously bad, but, yeah. you know, Kentucky just lost to Evansville. Yeah, We're seeing yeah, this yeah. a lot this year. Yeah, well, and that Duke-Michigan State game, you thought that was going to be a top-five matchup. Yeah. And both teams now are out of the top ten for right now. Michigan State is, I mean, going back to the Big Ten, but they're in a little bit of a funk right now. They're by far my most disappointing team in the country right now. Yeah, and it's hard to, um, like, understand the scope of, Cassius Winston's brother passing and how much that's affected right. him. Josh uh, Langford's out for this probably yeah. the year. But and then outside of Cassius, I mean, Aaron, uh, yeah, on the night Draymond Green's jersey was retired, uh, nationally televised game, you finally get Duke in your home arena and you kind of lay an egg. I mean, it was, yeah. it was pretty disappointing. The Virginia Tech game was disappointing for Michigan State. Um, what was the other game they lost? Kentucky. Kentucky. So I didn't watch that one as close to the, but the Virginia Tech game and the Duke game, those were both both yeah. letdowns for sure. I know, and it was weird because I thought for sure that they were the more talented team in those games. Mm-hmm. And and look, I get it. We just listed all things going on, but I thought you know, and Izzo is kind of. It seems like he's like back and forth on do I lean on like the Malik Halls and the Rocket Watts to kind of play because he's the freshman thing with him has always been so weird. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, man. I think I still trust that they'll be fine. It's just the Big Ten is loaded. It's kind of Izzo's thing, though, right? Yeah. Like, he kind of. Mr. March. Yeah. He has like a, a weird way of like sometimes his better teams underperform early and then they get better. And then he has some teams that perform really well at the beginning of the year and, and don't necessarily reach, I think, their potential towards the end of the year. So right. with Izzo, it's really hard to get a beat on what that team's going to be. That's why I hate Michigan State in the tournament because they could lose their first game and then they could march right into the national championship game. That was like Louisville for a long time, actually. I know we've already brought them up a lot on this show, but mm-hmm. they would always have those games where it's like they might lose in the first round or yeah. you can see them in the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so other disappointing teams, um, and it's probably going to lead to like the conversation. Maybe there's one that jumps out to you you want to touch on, but Georgetown. I well, really thought of Georgetown as potentially being a Big East surprise team because I love Akinjo, I love McClung, and I really like Josh McClung as a player. And then it hits the fan. Yeah, and then uh, what? It hits the headline that Akinjo and LeBlanc are no longer going to be in a Georgetown uniform. Which was terrible how they put that out. They put that presser. Because the presser makes it seem like, so Josh LeBlanc, for this one, don't know, got in some legal trouble. 
Did they both get in legal trouble? No, Akinjo did oh, not. Just but LeBlanc. the presser they released made it seem like it's like J James Akinjo and Josh LeBlanc are both no longer with the program. So it was yeah, like yeah. probably not the most ideal way for your PR to, to hold that one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I mean, it's big news. I mean, yeah. and I mean, I thought Georgetown probably like most everybody, and including yourself, I thought Georgetown was definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah. And now losing those guys who you would expect both of them to be staples in the foundation of your program gone. I mean, it really puts them in a tough spot. And, and the, once they get in the Big East, I, I mean, they're bottom half now. I mean, there's, they're going to have a really hard time winning games in the league this year without those guys. Not to mention that Butler's really having the surgeons right now. Mm -hmm. Like, Kamar Baldwin is unbelievable right now for Butler. Yeah. Kamar Baldwin, I mean, he's special. Bryce Enzi's been, I think, a, a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, the transfer from the Horizon League. Um, but he's been really good. I mean, he's been solid in the post. Kind of never know how those guys are going to fit in. But Bryce Enzi's kind of fit in immediately for Butler. And then, yeah, yes. then freaking DePaul. DePaul jumps out to me. Oh right? We're gosh. sticking with the Big Paul East. Paul Reed? Paul Reed is so good. Paul Reed is fantastic. Romeo Weems is a true freshman. I got to shout him out because he's from Michigan. But he, he he's super talented. Yeah, he and is. Dave Leo's got a good team. I mean. Charlie you, Moore, I think his name is. Well, yeah, Charlie Moore can play. But what did you think of them uh, <laughs> rushing the court after beating Texas Tech last night? Okay. <laughs> so the camera's on me now. We can say this. I can go ahead and say this. <laughs> Alex, Alex, we're good? Okay. I love court storming. As long as the players are it's off the court, <laughs> as long as the players are off the court, do it. Do it. I think I, think I don't DePaul want my friend here to not be here anymore. I'm glad he's still here. But if you rush the court, do it. I think DePaul, after every home win, should rush the court. Yeah. I think after any win, they've had 20 years of terrible teams, of not like winning since like Quentin games. Richardson left. Yeah, not having good players. It's like, you know what? You guys are 9-0. and any game that you win, I think the DePaul fan base rushed the court every single game. Also, since we're talking about DePaul, let's give a shout-out to my boy, Pandelis Zionitis, <laughs> the greatest walk-on in college basketball. I thought it was Pantilis Zidius. How do you say it? I don't know. I don't know how to I say it. I just know he's my height. Actually, if he gets a hold of this, Pantilius, I think it's Zidius. What do you think is his last name? I trust you more than I trust me. Well, get, I think you it's give Zionitis. Well, so. say, okay, send us a video of how to say your name properly. That yes. would help us out a ton. A ton. And I will say, when you come to Xavier, you will have a fan section for you. It'll be Absolutely. right across from you. All yeah. right? And I want you to teach me some of your moves. Yes. Is that fair? Yeah. So I totally forgot about him until the game last year when they came to town. And I was like, who's that short guy that's my height yeah. on the Paul? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I love that kid, man. Yeah. He, he brings the energy. He's into it. Um, he, he's got the goggles on. I mean, he's yeah. just, he, he embodies college basketball. Yes, he is like the mind, body, and soul. Yeah, I want him to be a household name. He is with college basketball fans, but I want everybody, uh, everybody at home to know who this guy is. He's so, a beast. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So this, the Big East is obviously getting interesting, you know. Um, Villanova has kind of had some ups and downs so far. They lost to Ohio State. Um, they lost to Baylor. And then, you know, but they're still winning. So they're still winning the games you expect them to win. Yeah. Um, obviously, Xavier has the one loss against Florida. No one's going to fault them for that loss. I think Ken Palm has them at 27th right yeah. now. And then these teams we just mentioned. So it's like, okay, you know, these, you're kind of starting to see, like, that, that's, hot, that's the first group that's really, really successful, really good. And then you have, like, Providence. I thought Providence was going to be good this year. I thought uh, bring all those so guys back, and no, they're not. I think Providence has been the most disappointing team in the country. Okay. We talked about Michigan State, but I, I think, I mean, Providence has been terrible. 
I mean, just terrible. And they have enough talent. I, I don't really understand. Yeah. yeah, they've been rough. Yeah, I but don't it, get it Seton, all. Seton Hall, I, I think, is the best team in the Big East. I, I do too. Yeah, I really, I, I think they'll. Um, I, I just, I mean, Miles Powell is such a game changer. Um, he's the best player in the league to me. I mean, Marcus Howard is going to have nights where he has. 40 against Davison and 51 against USC. But Miles Powell, to me, six. is the best player. Yeah. My thing with Marcus Howard is, like, it feels like length bothers him. And I don't know. Oh, you saw that in the, yeah. the Maryland game. I mean. In, but Maryland's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, Maryland's legit. Yeah. We've talked a lot of Big Ten, too. So, I mean, I think, well, because Big Ten is the most interesting conference. I think. We, we know in the ACC who's going to be there. Yeah. We kind of know in the Big East, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Big 12. Pac-12, I mean, but the Big Ten, I mean, I got seven teams that could win that league right now. I yeah. have no idea. I mean, you're right, though, because you think about, like, the American. Okay, Memphis is going to win it, and yeah. it's probably not close. UConn might make a run at it. You know, who else would pass? I, mean, I don't really think you Cincinnati will. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, you know, so you're like, okay, yeah, Memphis. Yes, you see, you're like, I know Kentucky's had a little bit of a rocky start because they had the loss to Evansville, mm-hmm. and they've played a lot of close games, but... At the end of the day, when I look at their roster against everyone else in the conference, I trust Kentucky. Yep. I like Florida's team. I like LSU's team. But I don't know if I think that they, when it comes down to that. Tennessee's played really well, too. I thought with all the guys they lost, they might struggle. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the Big Ten, there are so many possibilities. You know, we just talked about Michigan State struggling. They could make a run. We just talked about Michigan. They could make a run. Purdue's had moments. Yeah, they beat Ohio Virginia State. last night huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. They beat them huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. Um. We've kind of talked about a bunch of names so far. So what are some of the names so far in the conf- in the country that really jumped out to you? Well, we pretty much talked about all of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, Xavier Simpson we talked about a little bit at, at the beginning, but I, I love his game. I do, just, too. Just gets his teammates involved. Um, he's just like he's a maestro out there. I mean, he, he, he gets it done for them. I mean, Obi Toppin, obviously, we talked about him. Uh, Cole Anthony talked about him. Jordan Nora talked about him. Marcus Howard. So we pretty much – you yeah, pretty we, much went yeah. through my whole list right well, there. Oh, crap. Yeah. Crap, Brad. <laughs> well, I, you, know, you got I, anybody not on my list? I talked about James Boudinight already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like Nico Mannion from Arizona. So I, I haven't watched the Arizona play Okay, yet. so they're good. Okay. They're good. It's probably Sean's best team maybe since your freshman year. Yeah. We were maybe, good that year. Yeah, you guys yeah. were good that year. Yeah, that was a really good team. Dave Brown. Team. Yeah. Yeah. B.J. Raymond, group. I think, was on that team. Yeah, C.J. Anderson, can't yeah. leave him out. Jason Love, um, Two Holloway, Kenny Freeze, Dante Jackson. Yeah. That was a pretty good group. You guys were solid. Yeah. That was the pit loss, right? Yeah, so the first round was Portland State. Uh, we played them in Boise. And then the second round, we played Wisconsin. And that was a weird game. That was Bo Ryan. They played that slow tempo style, kind of stayed in the game, even though we Wisconsin were a lot basketball. more talented. Well, it. they're not playing very well right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then we lost to uh, Pittsburgh in, uh, in Boston. Yeah, because the next year you guys beat them in the tournament. Yeah. 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 So I asked Chris about that when I was writing my article, and he was like, we didn't think about revenge. And I asked Jason Love, he's like, we all thought about revenge. <laughs> I'm trying to even remember. Oh, it was a second-round game. Yeah, because that Cause year. We played Minnesota first round, second round pittsburgh but yeah i mean we definitely i mean hey when you're in the tournament it doesn't matter who you're playing you want to win and you want right. to advance i mean there's i mean it is what it is the, like, i mean the end of the year is the best time in college basketball i mean it's it's the beginning and the end are the, the most fun right now so we're, we're in a good time yeah we are I'm, I'm excited about everything um i think we wouldn't be doing any justice if we didn't talk about northern kentucky oh yeah, yeah i cover the team he's not wrong right now 
I mean, Dantez Walton, since Jalen Tate has gone out, and I guess for those who don't follow Northern Kentucky, I mean, Jalen Tate, I would still say, is Northern Kentucky's most versatile player and a guy that's heavily relied on. But since he's been out the last four games, Dantez Walton has been, like, Unbelievable. on another level. And he's got great size. He's shooting the ball really well from the perimeter. He's attacking the glass. Um, but, yeah, if you're a college Hoops fan you haven't been over to Northern Kentucky, I mean – I cover all the home games. You're at all the home games. I mean, it's a great, great environment over there. Um, Coach Horn is doing a really good job. Yeah, I like um, him a lot. But I, no, I, I mean, if you're a college hoops fan, I mean, and you haven't checked them out, definitely check out Northern Kentucky. Yeah. So, really, I like the new offense he's put in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really different from John's. At, at, that John's. Well, John's pretty pretty similar. One yeah. Cincinnati, obviously. Um, but the way that he's using his guards is awesome and like he has a ton of new players like i really like carl harris i like yep. his talent a lot bryson langdon who stepped in for jalen tate's injury has been really really good for this team mm-hmm. um and tyler sharp obviously you know he's kind of mr reliable for that team you know if he's not shooting well he's finding ways to win and his story is just crazy i mean he started out as a walk-on at louisville and then uh was a walk-on at northern kentucky and then now he's he's not just a starter i mean he's one of the best players yeah, in the he's a team captain league. i mean it's pretty wild yeah but you're right the offense is fun because it's very spread and uh you know they really leave the middle of the floor open for drivers so you see a lot of middle drives there's a lot of freedom and flexibility and then defensively it's this extended two three zone um and it's been interesting to watch it with two guys on the perimeter that aren't that long right he's got tyler sharp out there who's like six one and then langdon Who's six foot, and they're running the with top shoes of that, on. Yeah, and they're running the top of that zone, and they're getting a ton of steals. I mean, yeah, they're, they are they're creating a ton of havoc on the defensive end. For them, I know everyone around here just wants that major win against like a power five school, yeah. and it seems like they're getting closer and closer and closer. So the Arkansas game, I mean, I I thought they could have won that game. I thought they were the better team. I mean, I think easy to say, but I think if Jalen Tate is in that game, I think they win. I do too. But it's it's weird with how well Dantez Walton's playing right now. You just wonder if. I mean, playing without Jalen Tate is just giving him the freedom to do what he's doing right now as a player. Yeah, and also Loudon loves Alpha Wright State right now, and I don't know if they've said when oh, he's coming know back. That. So this might be another year Northern can really kind of make really? that run because a lot of people really expected UIC to be the next team, mm-hmm. and they've really struggled this year being University of Illinois Chicago, for yep. those who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, Northern played Missouri, and they lost that game, but I think they were in it for a while and lost by double digits. And then, obviously, the, you know, go to Arkansas, who's undefeated right now. He's played really well. Ken Palm really likes Arkansas this year. So mm-hmm. that's an impressive performance. I think it's going to happen soon, oh, one way or another. They just don't get that many opportunities, right? Right. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, but, I mean, their rise over the last five years, I mean, obviously starting with John, um, who's at UC now, has been, I mean, honestly, for a team that just moved into D1, it hasn't happened. I mean, they're kind of in uncharted territories. It's been fun to cover them and, and to watch them throughout yeah. the last few years. That's how we became friends. Yeah, over at, uh, well, eating, uh, eating some cold pizza over yep. there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Brian Meckledowney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys. Yeah, he probably loved that. You know, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so we're clear off, like I said, we're here at Sports Ball Sorts for the show. We're getting ready to talk some Crosstown shootout hoops. Uh, they just wanted me to make sure we let you guys know that if you want to get your kids in some sports leagues here, They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got volleyball, and I think they have bowling leagues here. Yeah, and there was like some arcade games over there. Yeah. I was going to go jump on uh, jump on Temple Run over there. If anyone's a Temple Run fan, uh, that's also something that I would recommend when you come over here. Yeah, so if you guys are here, it's obviously it's a cool place. I, I grow up like really close here. I live right around the corner. So. Uh, I don't, so thank you for making me drive here, Tim. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Awesome. So I think we're gonna and we're gonna take a few minutes here and we come back. Yeah. It's crosstown time. I mean, you guys know who I'm going for, but oh, e yeah. either way, it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear your play for UC. Okay. I'm, well, I'm ready. not picking. Them. Spoiler: I'm not picking them, but I will talk about them. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We'll be back in just a few.